such powerful readings today from scriptures, from the prophet Ezekiel, and also from the Gospel of John in the story of raising of Jesus' friend, Lazarus. This one theme for every person that touches to us today in the scriptures is this. Only God can restore life. Wherever there is death, whether it's physical or spiritual, emotional, wherever there is death, only God himself is the one that can bring life to the people. We see that in Ezekiel with Israel being unfaithful, being dead, being spiritually not awake. And Ezekiel gives this image of what graves are like, that through the power of God's voice, people rise from the grave and their life is restored. For us as Christians, this is the foretelling of resurrection. In John's gospel, we see the story of Lazarus Again, not of his resurrection, but of his resuscitation of his life. I don't know about you, but uh, Lazarus and Martha and Mary were supposed to be good friends with Jesus. And so if Jesus and I were good friends and he heard I was ill and near death, and he goes, I think I'm going to stay a couple of days more here. I don't think I want to be Jesus' friend. huh?" So why is it that Jesus, upon hearing the serious illness of Lazarus stays for two more days. Scholars would tell us that number of them is that the belief back then when someone died that the spirit would still hover over the body. But after the third day, on the fourth day, the spirit would no longer recognize the face and would live, and would leave rather. And so what this tells us is that Lazarus was dead for sure. There's no doubt. Remember Jarius, her daughter was raised by Jesus from the dead, but everyone said she was sleeping. She really wasn't dead. So this time Jesus says, nope, after four days, he's dead. And so he comes and meets Martha at the entrance there. And you know, I love when the sisters are really perturbed with Jesus. I love that fact because they're mad at him. And that makes sense at death when we have death of a loved one. We get upset with God. That's not a sin. And so Martha kind of goes, you know, if you would have got your big butt over here and been there right away, he wouldn't have died. What were you doing? And you know, that's part of friendship. But remember, it is Jesus who resuscitates, not gives resurrection yet because it's the foretelling of his own resurrection. And so what scriptures is teaching all of us, only God can give life again what is dead. So where do you and I see that? I don't know, for me, it's at eulogies at funerals. Eulogies are when someone is asked to speak on behalf of someone who's died. And whether it's written or a verbal type of uh, talk, it could be done at Mass, like at St. Patrick's, or it could be done at a wake service or a rosary, or it could be done at the reception, or the funeral reception, where people are able to share the stories. Now, I've done funerals for almost four decades, and let me tell you, eulogies are when the time people come back to life. They really do. You don't know everything about the person who died. I may hear a little bit about the family, or I might have known him as a parishioner, 
But when someone who loves them comes up and shares a eulogy, they come back to life. Who knew they worked for NASA? Who knew that they helped with the moon landing? Who helped know that they were in a television program, huh? Or that they were a scientist? Or they fought in the war and got many medals? Or that they really ran charities? It was just unbelievable. And the person comes back to life even when they're honest about some of their failings. Boy, they were really stubborn, huh? They told it like it was, but it hurt some people's feelings. Huh? And yet, people gather to love. And I see this all the time because am I listening to the eulogy, the talk about the person? This is what I see people in the pews doing. Yeah. You know why? Because they remember. And at that moment of death, when we are all vulnerable, God, why did we lose our loved one? A child dies. Those are serious questions. Someone who was in good health, someone who died suddenly, or someone who suffered for a long time, and why did they have to suffer for so long? And you know, they come back to life. And that's the gift that we can give to people. But we have a role in bringing back life because it is the foretelling of the resurrection the eulogy is. That really, funerals are not for the person who's died because we believe they're already with God. They're for us who gather, who grieve. The sad part about our country is more and more people in our society right now are choosing to have nothing when they die because they think it's all about them. Or they don't want people to cry or say things that aren't true about them, huh? No, it's not about you and I. It's about the community gathering in hope. The theme of every funeral, of every service that you've gone through is hope. The belief that we will see our loved one again in God's kingdom. That's why we gather. But we have a role. So when you're asked to do that, don't go, oh no. Now, write it out if you're afraid of speaking to people. This is the greatest gift you honor someone, but you are helping in restoring life. So how does the community help? Well, notice what Jesus does. He invites the community to help in Lazarus. This is what Jesus doesn't do. Come out, Lazarus. Bzzz, and the stone rolls by itself, and there he goes up. Huh? No, that's, not, that's what we think Jesus did, but no. What does he say to the community? Take away the stone. Roll it. Rolling stone, huh? whatever that is. Hey, the community is asked to participate in the restoring of life of Lazarus. So the community rolls away the stone. And then he even asks more of the community, untie him, let him go, meaning the burial wrappings that they would wrap people in. He is not dead. Untie him, let him go. That's the role of a eulogy. That the person comes back to life and the memories are our gift but it is the foretelling of resurrection. And that's what we're preparing on the fifth Sunday of Lent. And so I'm inviting you, all of you, have a funeral. Have it. Because your loved ones need to know that God resuscitates your life.
He restores it. And it is found through the storytelling. Whether it's beautiful or a little hard, it's you. Because God is merciful and he takes care of every bumpy road, every wart, every sin. And you're a part of that. And the saying is, if you are ever asked to do a eulogy, do not say no. Even if you need to type it out and have someone read that for you. That is participating when Jesus says to each of you, when you are asked to do that, or you give of yourself saying, I would love to talk, you are rolling away the stone. And you are untying that person to be free. Only God restores life. Now, I do a lot of funerals for a living. I don't know if you knew that or not. Huh? <laughs> and here's what I know about funerals. Not everyone believes in resurrection. There are people in the pews that I can see their body language is, no, I believe in nothingness. No, this is it. I'm here just to be there with the family and all because I am a good person, which they are. But not everyone believes in resurrection. Now, here's the thing that I'm seeing we're going back on and we got to do better. People, Catholics that go to funerals, say nothing. to sit there because I'm afraid to make a mistake. It's almost like you forget the Our Father. Always speak at a funeral. Be the loudest because I know there are people next to you who do not believe in resurrection. Only God will touch their heart. But that's why you gather to comfort people because when in the midst of darkness and grief we can be overcome with that, and our faith can suffer, and we can take steps that just lead us into darkness. But your voice, your rephrasing of the prayers of the Mass that always talk about God restoring life can make a difference. Everyone say amen. amen. So you're going to do that. You'll never go to a funeral again and not say anything. Amen? amen. Okay, you're, this is a promise. Do not break it, okay? And the other thing is, everyone say amen to having a funeral. Amen. I want you to have a funeral because your life is dignity. You give your life is a sign to your loved ones who miss you. Because even if you don't think so, some people are going to miss you. They will. And you need to give them that sign that God has restored your life through stories of what they remember about you. And if you're ever asked to do a eulogy, never say no. It's not about the perfect story or you doing it perfectly. And even if you need to type it out, do it for yourself, offer it to the family, or have someone else read it at the service. God is the only one who restores life. And every eulogy brings that person back to life and prepares them for resurrection.